We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to the Lindley Evans Music Studio at the ABC in Ultimo for Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover and this week with the music, it's the cast of Jersey Boys! And our panel, Tommy Dean, Tahir and Bridie Connell! And our audience from Far Meadow, Gorakan, Bathurst, Port Macquarie, Maroochydore and Tasmania! Uh, But first, of course, here's the news from nowhere. It's Father's Day on Sunday and, and the thoughts of fathers, young and old, go back to the time the children were little and full of wonder. I know my thoughts do. I recorded my firstborn, Bat Boy, in my notebook when he was just three years old. And maybe you too have had an experience of similar conversations with a three-year-old in your life. Dialogue one, the dog. <laughs> Bat Boy points to a large poster featuring a dog. What's that dog? Daddy. Well, it's on a poster to sell paint. <laughs> Bat Boy. What paint? The paint that's on the poster. What poster? (laughs) The poster back there, the one with the dog. What dog? (laughs) Dialogue two, the window. Bat Boy points to a broken shop window. Who did that? Daddy. Some naughty person. Bat Boy. Which naughty person? (laughs) Some naughty person we don't know. It was Emma. It was Emma. (laughs) No, somebody else did it. Did what? (laughs) Broke the window. What window? (laughs) The one in the shop. What shop? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lady here who's got a very similar child, I can tell. Uh, Dialogue three, the chocolate biscuit. Daddy, can I have a biscuit? Forget it. It's only seven in the morning. Bat Boy falls to floor. (laughs) Daddy, it's no good crying. You can't have things just because you cry. Bat Boy holds breath, begins to turn blue. (laughs) Daddy, what sort of biscuit would you like? (laughs) Dialogue four, uh, the trip. Bat Boy, I want to go to the museum. Okay. Now, can we go now? Daddy dresses self and Bat Boy closes window, deadlocks doors, searches for car keys, swears three times, finds car keys, packs juice into bag, searches for wallet, swears four times, finds wallet. Let's go! Bat Boy. Where are we going? <laughs> to the museum. What museum? The one you wanted to go to. Bat Boy. But I don't like the museum. Not the museum, Daddy. Please, Daddy. <laughs> Dialogue five. The bad father. Bat Boy. Daddy, can you roar like a monster? Daddy, sure, mate. (laughs) I want my mummy! (laughs) The mother. 
enters the kitchen, stage left. Mummy, stop that right now. Can't you see you're scaring him? <laughs> Dialogue six, movie viewing. Bat boy, who's that man there? Daddy, it's Robin Hood. But it's a lady. Well, it's a lady there now, but it was Robin Hood just a second ago. <laughs> Where's he gone? Well, he hasn't gone anywhere. He's, he's right there. You just can't see him at the moment. Why can't I see him? Because the camera isn't pointing at him, that's why. Where's the camera? Well, you can't see that either. But I want to see the camera. Well, you can't. But he'll be back soon. Who will be? <laughs> Robin Hood. Where's he gone? Dialogue 7, Daycare, Part 1, 9.30am, Bat Boy. I don't want to go to daycare. Part 2, 4.30pm. I don't want to go home from daycare. <laughs> Dialogue 8, Religion. Is that your office? No, that's a church. Whose house is it? Well, some people think it's God's house. Can I see him? Not really. Why? Because he lives in the sky. Why? He just does. Where in the sky? In, in heaven. Can I see him? Not really. Why? Daddy. How about a hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> so happy Father's Day and that's the news from nowhere. He's still weird. Yeah, but he's, just, he's, a, he's a 30-year-old weird now. <laughs> he's a journalist, isn't he? Yeah. Well, so yeah. I'm just wondering if his, his grasp of details is firmed. No, no. Well, he still uh, asks lots of questions, right. <laughs> which is crucial. Uh, let's check that you're up with this week's news. Uh, who has named an envoy to communities that are remote? Preferably very remote. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love that word, envoy? This is a story of Scott Morrison, who's appointed Tony Abbott as his envoy of Indigenous Affairs. Don't you love it? I mean, this is just fantastic to give him something to do. Um, now, um, he doesn't want to destabilise the government. Why, why wouldn't you just keep him on the backbench? I don't understand. Like, so, no, we're going to give him something to do. I'd give him something to do. Some important things like, you know, take the coffee wastage away or clean up the spills in the kitchen, not in Parliament. <laughs> but, or when I was at school, the most important job, what was it? To raise a flag up and down. I'd bring that back, right? Tony Abbott, you raise a flag up and bring it back down again he, at the end of like Parliament. It. He would love that job. That, that's right? it. You've got to give him something with pomp and ceremony yeah. over there, out of harm's <laughs> way. <laughs> and my point is, of all the people for Indigenous Affairs, of all the people, I mean, who's the second choice? Pauline Hanson? <laughs> <laughs> You, you say of... the flag raiser is the most important. I do. That is not true. Well, who is the most important? The milk, the milk monitor. Uh, <laughs> well, I think the you're milk. outnumbered because I was also flag raiser Were you? <laughs> at school. Uh, we... it's, uh, it's slightly reminiscent of, of old mate Tony being minister for women, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's self-appointed, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think, uh, I mean, some people say that he, they, they just want to get as far away from Canberra as possible. <laughs> Is this the logic? What do you reckon, Tommy? I don't understand how government works. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, most Australians no. don't. They keep changing the rule book on it. I was torn. I don't want to brag. This is off topic a little bit, but uh, about a week before the spill, I was doing a function for a rugby club, and uh, 
Federal Treasurer Scott Morrison really was a guest at really? that particular function and then spoke for a few minutes. He had ties in some ways uh, to the rugby club. Uh, he spoke for a few minutes and was about to leave, and I've met him before through Q&A. Uh, so he knew who I was, and he said, oh, I've never seen you do comedy before. And instead of just rushing out, he said, I'll stick around and watch. And he watched, and it was a very good set. I had a very wow. good set. And uh, I'm not saying that that led to him becoming the prime minister. <laughs> <laughs> but you, laughter you, has a way of freeing up certain ambitions. Maybe. <laughs> Perhaps he will name you as the minister for, for comic well, affairs or something yeah, yeah. soon. You may be, become an envoy. And I would an like envoy to, be an envoy. to the world of comedy. So you know, it was funny. I did a I did a show for a, they are a turf company, uh, but one of the <laughs> <laughs> I, I do a lot of shows for a lot of people. Um, but uh, the, one of the gentlemen there, uh, Jason Hodges, uh, he's a big he's with yeah. uh, Home and Garden, and uh, he was talking about he loves mowing lawns, and so he was talking about his greatest thrill was mowing Parliament House, the the, the lawn on the side of of Parliament yeah. House. The uh, so it was a thrill. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe maybe that's how we test to see if. If, if Tony Abbott is truly as Australian as he wants to claim to be. Yeah. So if he can mow that sloped lawn <laughs> while wearing thongs. <laughs> we'll say, Tony, we're giving you a new role. Why don't you roll <laughs> down the hill? Parliament <laughs> House. I think you'd be good. But it's curious. I don't, I don't, I think it's, it's clearly the wrong position for him. <laughs> uh, well, he's kind of sincere about it. You know, he cares about it. Well, I don't think I don't think he doesn't. <laughs> but I also think that you know he set back onion relations and people. <laughs> he set back life-serving uniforms. <laughs> he just has a way of touching things and making things that we normally like seem creepy. <laughs> I love how when he was appointed, uh, he said, uh, "Yeah, but I need more details." Yeah. I said, oh, you, 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 "This is your minister." Ministership and they and uh, they, they were going, envoyship. Oh, envoyship. envoyship and they said what? Oh my god, he needs details. We, we, just, we thought just give him a job. That was it. There was no details, and they had to go back and say, oh okay, yeah. there's actually yeah. stuff involved in this job. Now I think um, the only detail was turn around. Yeah. Now that's the northwest. <laughs> <laughs> go and also be sure and check out the lakes and the rivers yeah. just to see if the wildlife is still active. <laughs> You're suggesting that you're suggesting our new prime minister wants Tony Abbott to go to Cape York in order that he'd be eaten by a crocodile. You said it. <laughs> None of us said those words. Now, who often rails against the nanny state, except when it comes to actual nannies? Well, this is curious to me. Uh, this one, I, I, I'm on. I'm on. Uh, Mr. Dutton's side. I'm not often on Mr. Dutton's side, uh, but when it comes, I, I just think. I saw Mary Poppins. <laughs> and I really love Mary Poppins. I was moved by Mary Poppins, both as a child and as an adult, when I saw the excellent stage production here. We had Mary Poppins yeah. in this very studio. We did. Singing yeah. here. Yeah. And that's when I knew that it, no matter what it takes, we should let all the all pairs in. But Tommy, Mary Poppins can fly. She didn't need to catch a plane and get yeah. a visa approved. She can yeah. fly. She, she Mary Poppins, just sort it out yourself. She, she doesn't need to transit via Adelaide Airport. It's true. That, that, that is true. But that, that's my point. Is that and Mary she hasn't Poppins... donated to the Liberal Party. <laughs> that we know of. That, that we, we know, know of. I don't know. The Banks was, family. She, yeah, the Banks family. Come on. <laughs> yeah, she was working for the big banks, you know. But I think, I'm mean, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say lots of uh, classic TV shows and movies have been remade at the moment. I think maybe this is paving the way to a gritty reboot of The Nanny. Mm -hmm. uh, set in the 21st century, I can't wait. 
Yeah. From Brooklyn this time. Yeah. Because the two nannies in the news, the one was from France, the other was from Italy. Yes. They were both let in. But uh, Brooklyn nanny, that would be good. That would be well, there's good. a shortage. Uh, I think there's a shortage of doctors, lawyers and nannies. And uh, that's maybe what he was on about. But I read this with interest because, I mean, gang, this is, Dutton, come on. How could he be serious? Sick and dying children on Nauru. No, no, keep them locked up. Uh, the, the, what about the Australian Army veteran, uh, Captain Jason Skeynes, retired battle for five years to obtain a visa for the Afghan national who worked as an interpreter in the war zone? No. Denied. Not even a meeting? No. He, his life is in danger from the Taliban? No. A French nanny? No, initially. <laughs> but then uh, the AFL boss intervenes. Uh, what did you say, Dutton? No. How much did they donate? 150000 I can clearly see the merits of this case. <laughs> And then they asked for another 50000 right, which is, again, like, oh, okay, then he came back out. This is clearly a financial, whoops, did I say financial? Humanitarian decision. <laughs> okay, this is unbelievable, this, this case. And I, I mean, the whole thing, like, as, as, as Tommy said earlier, I don't understand Parliament either. I don't understand how you can just, just have an uprising for no reason of the most important people in this country, the Parliament, can just... I mean, imagine, like, while you were gone, Richard, we just said, look, we had a bit of a whip around... <laughs> 43 people signed the petition <laughs> and now Tommy will take over the show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but only for a week. And suddenly I'm envoy to the crocodiles. <laughs> it's not that I want to, but it's the will of the people. It's the will of the people. But only until next week when we have a spill That's again. Right. And yeah. it's Brenda from the audience. Yeah, exactly. Because anything could happen at this point. <laughs> but I'm free to do the job now because I also now have a nanny. Have a who? A nanny. Uh-huh. An all pair. Oh, yeah, of course. We'll do a call back to him. Yeah. Didn't work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, Tommy, I don't mean to be mean. I don't believe you can afford an au pair, nor, nor the $150,000 donation to the Liberal Party required to facilitate the arrival of one. This has just gotten hurtful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's deeply, deeply hurtful. Who will make a bolt for it tonight when others are coasting? Who will make a bolt for it tonight? Well, with a question worded like that, the answer is only Andrew Bolt or Usain Bolt. <laughs> oh, I hope it's Andrew Bolt. Okay, I hope it's Andrew Bolt. Who's coasting? Who's coasting? <laughs> Central coasting. We are talking about the Central Coast Mariners, yes. the football team, yep. the newest member of which is not Andrew Bolt, spoilers, <laughs> but Usain Bolt. Yeah. Is this remarkable? Quite a career move. And he's having his first run on the paddock, 7.30 tonight at Gosford. Apparently that already the, ro- the roads are crowded. I just feel like this news is exciting. It makes all of Australia cooler, just by proxy. What a, what a charismatic person. It's excellent. He's living on the... I mean, part of the deal is he's living on the Central Coast. You know, there'll be moments over the weekend where if you go into an errand affair and you go to Woolworths, <laughs> you know, you're trying to buy... You're trying to pick, pick out of a you know, packet of chicken or something. And Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, six, six items or less. <laughs> Yeah, but, but if the reports are to be believed, he'll get to, like, the end of row, aisle 24, and then you'll come back around the corner to see him huffing. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, sure, I got down the aisle pretty quick, but now they want me to go back up the other aisle. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> this is too much. He's good over 100 metres, but how's he going to go in a, in a full-length soccer match? Yeah, I mean, to be fair to him, he's been very frank about it. He says he's talked about football fitness being this whole new level of fitness, which he is... He said he's struggling to achieve. That that's was bizarre for me. Like, he said that he finds a stop and go back and forth difficult. <laughs> Has he ever watched a game of soccer? <laughs> what was he thinking? They're going to throw the ball 100 metres down the field. Is that you go get you, Hussein. Go, go catch that. 
I mean, it, it, this really works, like, you know, sportsmen trying to, like, it really works. I mean, it's a good publicity stunt. I mean, last week he was not even playing in the trial and they showed the match on Fox Sports. It was incredible. Yeah. We were watching Hussein watching the team. It's <laughs> like, like Gogglebox. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, he's tried this before, you know that, Richard. Yeah. He's, he's tried, he's gone to Europe and it didn't work too, too, uh, too good. Um, South America, no, no good. Uh, what will I I'll try Australia. The team that came last, Central Coast Mariners, right? And now if this doesn't work, what's next? Uh, the Bankstown Soccer Association. Um, is, is, is there, and it must be a strange title to have the fastest man on the planet. Like, that's a strange title. What's it good for, really? Nothing. Well, going fast. <laughs> yeah. And getting you a trial with the Mariners. Who can get there from, from here to there really, really quickly? Um, okay, well, that's good. I can't, I can't think of one scenario where that would be useful. The only thing oh, I in life, think, you mean? Yeah. Okay. The only thing I could think of was in the Gallipoli movie when they had to get the message across. <laughs> that would be the only time where he'd be, ne- he'd be needed. So once every hundred years. <laughs> yeah. You could change the course of history if that was he your could. power. <laughs> that's the, maybe that's where it's really at. Maybe he's in the wrong sport because soccer doesn't use it. But AFL, you know, use runners mm. to deliver messages. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's what he needs to come up to the swans. <laughs> he could be a runner for the swans. We would have like three times the amount of coaching messages sent out. We would be the most informed team in the finals of all time. Yeah. He's so and, good. And what about in politics? You know, as soon as you were working for, for Malcolm Turnbull, as soon as yeah. uh, Dutton started rumbling, <laughs> he's straight, he straight into Turnbull's office. He should be office. a whip. Yeah, he's going whipping yeah. around and getting the numbers. Getting the numbers. I still think the Bankstown Soccer Association is, uh, is a good fit uh, where his speed is necessary in Bankstown. <laughs> uh, and I mean in both, both meanings, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're willing to uh, train him up yourself? You're, you're probably a member of the association. Oh, I, don't, I don't live there now, Richard. You know that. I'm a successful comedian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've moved to Punchbowl. <laughs> <laughs> With Richard Glover. <laughs> on Thank God It's Friday, we have Tahir here. His new TV show, Street Smart, is on Channel 10 uh, Mondays at the moment. Bridie Connell is from Tonightly, about to have its last oh, week. It's I my favourite show. I love it. And it's coming to an end. Oh, well, thank you for all your support. You've well, been it's very fantastic. lovely. So if you, want, if you haven't caught this show, um, and you're broad-minded... <laughs> you, don't mind, you don't mind language. Uh, yeah, your last chance is next week. Uh, it'll be uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, new shows, and then the usual uh, wrap-up on Friday. Well, Bri- Bridie wrote that song and then that was it. Oh, that was great. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Catch that on the, the net. Uh, and also Tommy Dean, of course, is here. Now, Bridie, I, I did... You know, I do gigs too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, would just, I would just like people to know that I work the, rather you're... regularly... But yeah. I just, at places I don't like to brag about. Yeah. If just... you're, for instance, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the turf industry. Yeah. <laughs> I was huge, by the way. Huge. <laughs> now, um, also, can I just quickly yes. clarify? I wish yes, they hadn't totally. ran away so quickly. Yeah. But when, when was, is there like a range in music where falsetto was the thing? Like, did the Four Seasons yeah. invent it? Or did they capitalize on it? Or like, if I was like a promoter, the Four Seasons just never would have happened. Because they would have come in and sang those songs. And I'd have been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The guy on the end with the big voice, I like him. But the rest of you are making my dogs angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Australia, we had the Deltones, didn't we? We're, we're, we're with Pee Wee and, uh, and they went down from here right up to here. But that squeezy <gasps> high falsetto. And the coasters and the Beach yeah. Boys. It was very in fashion. I love that sort of music. Crazy. It's so beautiful and technical and, oh, I love yeah. it. But mm. people, people listening, what they didn't see, like, I mean, we all saw it. I mean, he had the D voice at the end. The guy here had the high-pitched one, but the other guy next to him was grabbing him by the... <laughs> he had to. I know. Um, now, we all saw that, but 
Yeah, yeah. it's but more of a visual, a visual thing rather yeah. than radio. I would love to be like they had, they were fantastic, weren't they? And I would one thing stopping me joining that group. Hair. <laughs> they had oh, beautiful hair. Beautiful hair. And, and, oh. they, and they did us the, the favour of all coming in costume. They looked beautiful, didn't they? And the suits and yeah, yeah. the hair. and yeah, Absolutely fantastic. But I would like to be the guy on the end. He told her. <laughs> hey, uh, I like uh, to do that. Bridie. Yes. I got an email today from New Zealand. I don't often get emails from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, you have also been trained in the internet. <laughs> yeah. it was, from was it from a, mum or dad? Do, do you know yeah. a man called Bryn Connell? Bryn Connell. Uh, okay, that is yeah. my dad, yep. Um, we had a long discussion about uh, the seasons, uh, days of the month, New Zealand <gasps> time being... Oh, no, you didn't! <laughs> <laughs> a pinch and a punch for the first of the month. He says on his understanding with New Zealand time, he's now got you through the agency of me. <laughs> yes. Now Bryn and her, uh, Bryn and his daughter Bridie have been trying, have been on this competition for since... fourteen years. Well, Bryn just won. Oh, that's my a beauty, goodness. that one. I yeah. thought that we were friends, Richard. <laughs> you have betrayed me. Yeah, well. I am all for the thank God it's Friday spill that Tommy was talking about before. Well, oh. you'll just have to work up till November one and see if you can get him back. That's all oh, I'm saying. My goodness, that's so exciting though. With Father's Day coming, I think I think it's ideal. <laughs> what an I'm ideal reeling. father to be <laughs> working through the. The magic were you, were of the pl- internet. Were you planning to get him tomorrow? I was planning to get him a Father's Day present, but I think both of those <laughs> things are out the window now. <laughs> Hard to top that one. Now, the big, uh, the big hit at the movies at the moment is Crazy Rich Asians, featuring a group that hasn't before been featured in a Hollywood rom-com. Uh, it's the old ultra-rich families of Singapore, um, a circle among whom the book's author grew up. If you were to uh, write a rom-com, a Hollywood rom-com, based on the social circle in which you grew up, what would be the plot? Bridie Connell. Well, let me tell you, I don't think it would be winning any Oscars for a start because I grew up in a town in rural New Zealand, population 200. So the cast is small and broadly accented. Uh, and I think the most exciting thing that happened in our social circle was the annual meringue competition. Hard fought, yeah. hard won. Sorry, the cli- did you say meringue? meringue? I did say meringue. Excellent oh, right. picture. Okay, that would be the climax of the film, right? Absolutely. I don't know if there'd be quite the glitz and the glamour of crazy rich Asians, but if you love kiwi fruit toppings on your meringues... <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> but then... did they judge the meringue or the actual toppings? How do they it's, judge it's it? All, it's, it all comes together. Right, okay. You, you, can, you can't separate the meringue well, from the topping. I was just interested in the judging criteria, that's all. Okay, but how do you work in the rom-com aspects of it? It can't just be a cooking show. Well, look, well it could wasn't... be based on the structure of it, though. Wouldn't it be based on the structure? I mean, the whole idea of a proper meringue is the long time in a slow oven, so oh, hello. the whole movie would just be this slow drying process of the major characters so, just... It's just me, or is it a bit hot in here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, in a small town, there's not a lot of... Uh, Rom to go around, <laughs> unfortunately. At least, at least that was uh, the situation for teenage Bridie, unfortunately. <laughs> so most no, of the time... you got a choice of two, well, 100, presumably. What's wrong with them? <laughs> or 200 these days. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
well, I'm related to many of them is the first problem. So there's a few plot holes. I mean, unless it's a very edgy kind of film, maybe I'll break new barriers with this. Maybe it'll win some Art House Awards, I don't know. But I fear that apart from the intense and excellent meringue competition, uh, we wouldn't quite have the glamour and high stakes. What's it called, your film? Uh, it'd be called... What would we call oh, it? You know what I would call it? What would you call it? Meringues in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could store them there. They yeah, take a long yeah. time to go off. That's just a, a fun tip for everyone listening. What yeah. about crazy poor kiwis? <laughs> t- yeah. t- Tahir, if, uh, if you want to... Crazy rich taste. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, look, uh, my family migrated from Turkey, uh, as, if you don't know, and uh, our, our movie will be called Crazy Poor Turks. Um, a little bit different. I grew up in George's Hall, near Bankstown Airport. We had a very diverse uh, neighbours and friends everywhere. Uh, it would be um, the movie title would be called "Crazy Rich Macedonians, Serbians, Italians, Greeks, Arabs, Turks, and a Aussie." <laughs> now I, I grew up in George's Hall near Bankstown, and I saw a lot of stuff. Now I would I would love to explore the plot of people on welfare, right? Welfare benefits, driving around in expensive cars, people who have never had a job in their life, walking around with expensive clothes and jewellery. So uh, it'll be called Crazy Rich Unemployed People on Centrelink. <laughs> now, that is a movie I'd love to see. <laughs> Tommy, if you were going to make uh, your version of Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, well, it would be, uh, it would be from my childhood. Uh, we would call the movie Stable Middle Class Christians. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds exciting. Oh, it'd be so good. Uh, the entire plot of the uh, it'd be a summer because all good rom coms take place in a mm-hmm. in a true season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ours would be the uh, languid humidity of the east coast of the United States. Uh, the movie would play out over a series of Wednesday night church socials. <laughs> where is there potluck involved? Every single Wednesday, <laughs> every single Wednesday is potluck, and that's that's where we would meet uh, our 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 two um, star-crossed lovers. Uh-huh. Is that uh, he would set down a casserole made with tater tots, <laughs> and she would set down a casserole made of tater tots, but the tater tots would be arranged in a much more classic pattern whereas his was much more haphazard, showing that his mindset was still a little teetering, but she clearly could bring order in his life. Opposites attract. It's a classic. I'm crying. You can't see it. They not only attract, but tater tots are the secret of love (laughs) on Wednesday night. But then the climax, those go on. Every week uh, we would come back to the church and the the message at the sermon uh, would be one that, you know, hinted at things that they needed to resolve in the relationship and then they would go to the potluck and they would always have brought something similar. Oh, no way, baked beans with hot dogs in them. (laughs) I love baked beans with hot dogs in them. Did you use barbecue sauce? I didn't think to use the barbecue sauce. She puts barbecue sauce in that makes it so much better. And then on the final Wednesday, because on the final Wednesday, it's not just potluck. The final Wednesday is homemade ice cream social night where they have the potluck. But then after that, it's the potluck of homemade ice cream where everyone competes to make the best vanilla. <laughs> because flavors are of the devil. <laughs> This that's summer, all, comes all together. you need she is a little brings, bit of potluck. She brings mint chocolate chip. <laughs> Whoa. She is such a naughty girl. A renegade, a yeah. rebel. But then he brings, he brings rum raisin. And that's when they know. They know that they are both going to hell together. 
<laughs> Terrible place, but great company. <laughs> wow. To run out of city on a rail. Yeah, I would watch that movie. Totally. I'd watch that movie. On thank God it's Friday. And if anyone's wondering if I just described how my parents met, yes. <laughs> Yes, I did. Uh, we have Tommy Dean, uh, Tahir and Bridie Connell. Thank you for coming, our lovely audience. Uh, can I quickly say this? Tommy. Can I quickly? I was building off a fact there, but this is my favourite ever. This is serious. This is so serious. One night at the ice cream, because it was mostly vanilla and strawberry. Uh, but one day... So this is when you're growing up. Yeah, right? ice cream social. And one of the new women in the church brought rum raisin. And um, I remember the pastor pulling her aside and saying, uh, we don't really do that here. <laughs> Because all the kids are eating it, so I mean, clearly this has rum in it. Clearly this has rum in the ice cream. We can't be serving alcohol to the children. So that's the sequel. Yeah. But she was classically defiant. She looked at him and she smiled and she said, Pastor, if these children can get drunk on rum ice cream, they deserve to. <laughs> <laughs> but Tahir's right. There's a sequel right there, isn't <laughs> it's it? so good. Yeah, that's the shoot em up down. sequel. Oh. <laughs> Doing holy wine, why don't you just bless the rum? And then it's holy rum and raisin, and we've yeah. got no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. They were, they were serious, though. They yeah. take ice cream very serious. Yeah, not everyone's a big thinker yeah. like you, Bridie. Well, well, well yeah. we all have our crust to bear. <laughs> you, feel now, old, you feel old ordering rum and raisin, these not you? Have you ever ordered? You go, I'll have rum and raisin. I look at you, oh my God, how old are you? <laughs> I would like salted caramel with pistachio that's been pulverised by a hammer that was made by an artisan in a village in the west of Tasmania. Thank you. That's the ice cream I'd like. It's artisanal. How young are you? <laughs> uh, are you ready for the wheel of death, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, when our lovely audience came in, they threw these random topics onto this chocolate and wheel. Seriously, each and every yes. one of them. Is an ice cream flavor. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the ice cream, the well-known ice cream flavor envoy. Oh, so tasty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, chocolate. Hilarious. Uh, wedding. Tr- trencher. Ooh, that's a tasty. Like, don't forget. Yeah, like, yeah, tr- like a trencher person. Yeah. Mm, I have or no a idea. Person who. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, re reload. Reload. Record. Re- record. Okay. Record. Oh, record. 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 Like a record. Okay. Yeah. Record a record. Okay. Good. Gosh. Uh, T. Shamozel. What's that? It's a kind of ice cream. I don't know. Indic. Indic? Indigenous. Oh, indigenous, as in indigenous. Okay. Uh, Nerdle. <laughs> Banana. Scam. Who wrote these? Well, I'll tell you who wrote them. Robbie Buck. <laughs> Robbie Buck came in here and ruined our fun. Well, he would have been tired. Is that Wald? Word. Sharks and we're back to bees. Thank goodness. Which one's full you're full of fear? Half the wheel. <laughs> Let's spin it. Round and round and round it goes. Where it stops, no one knows. Mr. Thomas Dean to besport himself on the random topic that is hopefully I can read it. Buzz, 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 buzz. It's bees. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who gave bees? Thank you. Well, Very good. Right. Are you a big fan? I am a big fan. Oh, oh, who isn't a big fan? As I'm sure you're aware, the bees are in danger in the world. And we have been reminded that we don't have a world without bees. Without bees, there is no world. There's no kiwi fruit. There's no kiwi fruit. <coughs> there is no raisins. There is no, no ice cream. No rum and raisins. There is, there is no honey. There is no, there is, because bees, bees, bees pollinate everything. We don't really think about vegetation having sex, but the bees are doing it with the whole world. The whole world. 
I'm sure you're familiar with the classic phrase, I'm feeling horny like a bee. I have never heard that phrase in my life. Hashtag horny with a bee. <laughs> so good. That would be so good. Uh, I've, I've heard of bees. No, one second. <laughs> All right. Um, Fundamental, fundamental in my growing up, uh, so many kinds of bees. We lived in a country farm house uh, that had bumblebees, and bumblebees reminded you that God is funny. <laughs> to invent a flying insect, it was never quite sure what direction it was flying. Oh, they're so cute. They're so cute. They're so cute. They make such a good noise, mm. and so does your mom if one gets in the car. <laughs> so inspiring. Uh, we also had honeybees. Uh, being a farm, we had honeybees. We had crabapple trees, and uh, the bees would pollinate the crabapple trees and then make a very particularly flavored crabapple honey uh, that the local honey merchant made. Um, there's one in the studio right now, apparently. <laughs> this woman is trying to smack away from her face. Uh, brought in. That's exciting. Uh, but they're not all good bees. You know, the honeybee is lovely, and the bumblebee is a delight. Uh, but we also uh, were in the realm of hornets. Uh, we had quite a few hornets out the back. And uh, one of my greatest uh, moments as a child was there was a ditch deep behind our farm, and we would ride our bikes down and through the ditch. And one day, my brother, uh, while riding in front, uh, accidentally tore open a hornet's nest and, uh, and then rode on. <laughs> and then I said, what's happening? And he said, come on, we got to go home. <laughs> and then I rode into what I still remember clearly as a wall of nails. <laughs> I have never been more alive. <laughs> and yet near death. <laughs> At the same time. You would come down the ditch, and you come down there. When you hit a wall of stinging bees that you don't see, it's hard to, it's hard to understand. Like you're under attack at all levels, but it makes no sense. You hurt everywhere, but you're still pedaling. And there was a jump. You'd come down the bottom of the right, and then you'd do a little jump over the creek. And I remember the excitement of being in the air and screaming with both delight and pain at every angle. How was I being attacked from so many angles? So exciting. I didn't think about it. I'm not allergic to bees, as it turns out. I'm just allergic to pain. I didn't like the pain. Uh, but I had no problem with the, the bee stings. Um, hilariously, this is like hilariously, it's probably the wrong word. Uh, that's the way I see the world. Uh, years and years later, uh, a, a hornet's nest made its uh, built in the back of my house near my swimming pool. And my daughter, who was five at the time, somehow disturbed the nest. And we were all in the pool. But as she walked into the nails, instantly in a second, I went back in time. And I knew, I knew what was happening. And part of me, as a father, raced to pull her into the pool to save her. And part of me... Remembered why my brother was laughing so hard. Because <laughs> it's so funny to watch people in invisible pain. Because <laughs> it doesn't, you can't see it. They're being attacked by ghosts, basically. They're writhing as ghosts attack them. And nobody else in the pool knew what was happening. Why is Ava doing that weird dance? She's not. Get her in the water. They're trying to kill her. Part of me knew. And that's the divide that I live my life on. Knowing what it's like to walk through the nails. And also knowing what it's like to watch the people who walk through the nails. Well, look, it's worse if you're a bee. You sting someone and then you die. Yeah. That, that is only true 
of certain bees. And I'll tell you what is not true of, hornets. They will come at you again and again and again. Have you I ever... We had to play them. My high school baseball team, when I played the high school baseball team, I remember our first game was against a team called the Hornets, and I couldn't compete. <laughs> Does Tommy's daughter have the right not to buy him a, a Father's Day present yeah. on Sunday? Oh, what was fun or even more fun with her is she is allergic to bees. <gasps> um, even more fun. Yeah. Tommy. That sucks, honey. Who knew? Have you been stung by a bee ever? Uh, I have been, yeah. And funny enough, like, it was in um, when we were living in Roselands and I was just reading about the, how, to, how to deal with a bee sting. This is a true story. Just, I went out to the back, got stung, and I read about how you're supposed to scrape it off. You don't pay attention to that sort of stuff. <laughs> straight out, and the sting went straight in. Like you know, it's like it's like the fire alarm drill. So mm. listen, in case of fire alarm, make sure in an orderly fashion. Just walk. No, everybody will be going fire. Just bolt for it. Everybody <laughs> be just running. Like just. So yeah, I've been stung, but uh, yeah, nothing happened. Yep. I but it open... hurts. It hurts so much more than it should. I didn't open up a hornet's nest. Yeah, I mean, just one. Just, I've been stung a lot. We lived in the woods. We got stung all the time. Uh, bumblebee stings, bear stings. Bear stung me once. Bear. Bear. That's a big sting. Bear stung me. I know. Usually, well, that was, I mean, to be fair, he could have eaten me, but he, he stung me. Which I thought was. I mean, it, it wasn't him himself. He threw a bee at me. Oh, a classic move. A classic, yeah. a classic offense. Does Guarded he die, money. ladies and gentlemen? Does he die? Does he die? No, he lives. Does he? He lives. Does he inflate slightly at the neck? But the bee dies. Thank God it's Friday with Tommy Tahir and... Toothpaste, by the way, is Friday. the answer. Yeah. Oh, is it? And apparently, with my mother believe, you put, put toothpaste on it as it dries. A little it pulls, poultice. Pulls the stinger out. Toothpaste okay. is also good for pimples. Yeah. And this is weird, also good for teeth. <laughs> you say it one more time? I didn't follow that last time. Uh, for your teeth. Wow. okay. I mean, if you want to keep them in, down, it's, yeah. like, it's like the paste that you gotta, it keeps them in. Yeah. Educating Kiwis, the Tommy Dean way. Uh, Now, an analysis of of a popular music platform this week has revealed the most popular song played during workouts at Australian gyms is Eminem's Lose Yourself. Yet that particular song is hardly ever played outside the setting of exercise. Mm. So are some songs only suitable for some activities and what are the ones you find particularly useful at various locations to hear? Well, well, that song is, uh, it must be subliminal, where you, like, you're working out, you're losing weight, mm. it's lose yourself. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Like, I get the whole... Lose a kilo. And yeah. lose a kilo, you lose, you know. Um, I'd love it if, if music would just play at a certain time of our lives. Imagine a young couple on their first date. You know? What is she thinking? Going to the chapel and we're <laughs> going to get married. And then all of a sudden, like, we go to him. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And we go back to her and she's like, you can't touch this. <laughs> <laughs> At funerals, Queen, another one bites a dozen. No, no, that's... <laughs> Imagine. I don't know, if crazy. it's a funeral of a lady called June, June is springing out all over. Yeah. <laughs> Good song. But yeah. funny, like, being a stand-up comedian is a little bit weird because, you know, you get introduced to a random group of people and often, like, they say, okay, next up, coming up, is a comedian, blah, blah, blah. And they play a big walk-on music. Which I always find weird, like hmm. it's just a massive number, and it just builds up. It's a crescendo, and then it just stops, and then you're just there. G'day. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got jokes. Yeah. And when they played Rocky or something. Yeah, yeah, they played like some. It's always something upbeat. really over the top. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. Thunderstruck or something. Yeah, what's the one by Blur? Blur is like rock and roll number two. Or what's it called? Song Blur. Two. Song two by Blur. It's yeah. just, I feel like the audience is like, this is going to be amazing, and yeah. everything. Goes, 
Hang on. <laughs> What's the deal with airline food? <laughs> it is. It's crazy. Yeah. It's very disappointing. It's anticlimactic. And when you finish again, the music plays you out again. Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. What a show. Is this <laughs> what they do at the Turf Layers Convention? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> they have an old lady playing the organ. Brady, some songs only good for some things. Well, I was thinking before with the cast of Jersey Boys in, they mentioned Can't Take My Eyes Off of You, which is a beautiful song and maybe apt for like the FBI, perhaps. Surveillance, workers, you know, there's many that you could take from that music. Yeah. Donald Trump looking at his critics. Exactly. Tommy? I don't listen to a lot of music these days. Makes me sad. <laughs> what for lost youth? Lost, lost youth? Or? Well, the problem with top forty is that they use a lot of phrases that I don't know what they mean. Uh, <laughs> a, little, a little behind, like today on the radio, there's this new song that just come out, and the guy is basically in the, in the chorus says, uh, uh, "You're creeping on me," and I don't, I don't thought it's good or bad. <laughs> like my first thought is it's probably bad, but then the way the kids use words, I think maybe it's good. And so then I said to my daughter, uh, "So should I be creeping on you?" And then, oh, you should not be creeping. Well, I don't know. Because I don't know what it means. It's all right. So, I'll teach funny. you later and then you'll be lit AF. Oh, man. This. I want to be hey! so lit. I totally want to be lit. <laughs> be so good. So, uh, tra- uh, Bridie, translate, please. For... No, lit, I know what lit means. It means literature. Because <laughs> uh, I had a minor in lit in university, so I know. So what she means is, you know, I just read all the books. I was totally creeping in the library. Know what it means? Yeah. That's yeah, exactly totally what good. it means. Totally good. Uh, but when I listen, I, uh, my, the main thing that music like is stuck out as an activity is that my mom, when we cleaned the house every Saturday morning, always played country music. So one of the reasons I, I still, I turn me back around. I like country music, uh, but I, but the problem is, I realized is it's um, aromatic. Like I, whenever I hear country music, the first thing I smell is like that chemical lemon scent. <laughs> that your mother that used all to... dusting stuff so yeah, like yeah. Pledge. It was Pledge what we had. We had lemon-scented Pledge. It makes everything smell like the forest. <laughs> or pine scent, pine saw. That was the other so one. So you hear some before. classic Johnny Cash song and you just Oh, my, my, it's lemon and pine. Everything country music smells harshly acidic. What was the thing behind it? Like you put the country music on, then you, you got motivation to finish quickly. <laughs> yeah, part of me thinks that was why she did off. it too. I agree. This has nothing to do yeah. with the question you've asked us, Richard. Uh-huh. But can no. I please tell everybody my favourite country music title? Yeah, I do really like a lot of country music, but uh, I picked up just like in, a, in an op shop years ago. I got this CD and it was like top ten forgotten classics of country music, and two of the songs had brilliant titles. One of them was. Mama, get the hammer. There's a fly on Papa's head. <laughs> <laughs> and my personal favorite, drop kick me Jesus through the goalpost of life. That's a classic. And I, I, I love that song. That it's really catchy. The, the best one is you're the reason our kids are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. These are all perfect for vacuuming. Like yeah. <laughs> but the one that got me in trouble, I used to disc jockey for weddings as a young man. And uh, forever, you know, the bridal waltz, the first dance yeah. between a man and a wife. Ninety uh, percent of the time, it's "You Are So Beautiful." Um, always, it's always "You Are So Beautiful." So boring. <laughs> Hello, what song are you going after? Yeah, there's so many options. There's so many great songs. You are so beautiful. You're right. I got that. Yeah. I have. <laughs> but my favorite one, the one that got me in the most trouble ever, um, was it's the Jimmy Buffett song. Uh, but the first dance, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the floor, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, with their very first dance as husband and wife. And then I dropped the needle on Let's Get Drunk and Screw. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Colon at Lacrimis. And the whole, the kids, all the, the, the married, the kid, the people getting married and all their friends loved it. And the bride of the, um, the mom's bride was straight up to my table, screaming at me for the entirety of the song. I had to like get contracts out. See right here, they wrote it down. They wrote it down. <laughs> One more country song. I've got tears in my ears from lying on my back thinking over you, mm. thinking about you. Yeah, oh, just sad, roll on your side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who, but when, I, when I do my online banking, by the way, I listen to Smooth Criminal. <laughs> <laughs> who are the winners and losers of the week? Tahir. Okay, uh, winner is uh, my daughter Alina for her acting debut on Street Smart this week. So, uh, yeah, she's here. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. What did she play? She played Lucy. Yeah, some, um, it was fun. Losers, Westpac for being the first bank mm. to raise interest rates. Their excuse, our costs are going up. It can never happen the other way, can it? Like, imagine if we said, uh, we're the customer, say, listen, Westpac, school fees have gone up, electricity, health, I'm going to decide to pay less from now on. <laughs> What's that? Okay, I'll enjoy living in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, so, Westpac, our costs have gone up. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, can't, we can never say it back to that. Uh, Bridie, who are the winners and losers of this week? Uh, well, look, clearly my dad is the winner and I <laughs> yes. am the loser. Hey. Go, Bryn! Hey, well, with Father's Day, it does about pride. Uh, my young girls, Ava and Zara, uh, they are in their netball grand final. Uh, they are defending. This is the third year in a row that their team has made the grand final. Uh, they won the last two, so this is their a chance to be a triple treat in the world of young girl netball. Very excited about that. And of course, Swans versus Hawthorne. Oh, by golly, what a huge elimination final! I mean, sorry, Swans. Swans versus the Giants. Um, <laughs> Please thank Tommy Dean. Thank you. Lost, you lost that game against Hawthorne. Yeah. We're playing the Giants. Thanks for being part of Thank God It's Friday. Next week, Tommy will be back with Subby and Greta Lee Jackson. Music from, the, from uh, another Greta.